Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. And Frank. Welcome everybody, Pottercast 185 is at long last here. You've been waiting 184 weeks, but it's finally here. Yay! <laughs> Oh, Lord that help us. That is very true. Really. I know. You've been waiting for this day. I'm Melissa here again with John Frack and Sue. Hello. John Frack and Sue. John Sue and Frack. Sue Frack and John. And right. we're in for another awesome week of Potter theories and discussions and blah, 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 blah. But first, like every week, what do we do? We do the news. Uh, news. Bath. We news. do the news. Yay. News from the Sues. We're going right into it. Um, What's up, Sues? You know what? This is kind of a cool thing. Now, I know that the movies have been out for a long time, but the first fair, um, four Harry Potter films are on iTunes, which is really kind of I- cool. Yeah, so you can download Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, um, Prisoner of Azkaban, and Goblet of Fire now, which is actually oh. really really cool totally totally legally totally legally i know that's the thing that people are like oh well, i did it legally but you know there's a lot that's of people even count yeah i know but yeah. a lot of people have it's... not um you know you can rent these things now and and and, and which is i think a lot of people are trying to to, yeah. to do that and i think it's really a, a cool um i find i find that having it on something as easy as itunes is a great deterrent against wanting to get it illegally yeah sure yeah, yeah. Are some people they just want to have it on their computer they yeah. want Absolutely. to have it on their on their ipod and they don't have a way to do it mm-hmm. exactly but i still think it's silly for them to consider taking um the video from your dvd and putting it under your computer like a roundabout way illegal because you know what you bought that movie how many different ways do you need to pay for it to watch it yeah, That's my opinion. My my feeling on that um, is is like a book. I mean, I don't, I don't want my book scanned. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. But it, uh, what do you mean? Like, what 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 would, it, what would be the benefit to having someone scan your book? They to be read search. like on the computer. They can search it. If they're gonna scan it and have it, well, I guess if they're just gonna use it for themselves, I don't care as much. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to <laughs> to say these things. Um. It's your book. You should yeah. be allowed to talk about your book. Well, but I don't want to say something that, gets, book. that in That's the ridiculous. unforeseeable future gets... <laughs> get One time, Melissa, on case. Buffy, Willow scanned um, a book and released a demon. So you got to be careful. Oh, Whoa. Whoa. Oh, very powerful That's true. No, I mean, I mean I, I'm not... I don't know, like, legally. I don't know. I wouldn't want it trans... Put it this way. I don't... I wouldn't want my book transferred into a, a, a an e-form without... Well, it seems like that provides something that wasn't originally there, like the ability to search and things like that, and like possibly even electronically translate. But like you know, translating a music CD to an MP3, it's the same darn thing. Yeah, and a video it's, to the computer, it's, it's the same darn thing. It's a different thing. animal when it's a book. You know, it's like yeah, a book. But is, when it's a, it's already true. a digital yeah. media, and you're just watching it in a different way. It's like well, I, you know, what I mean, it's it's it gets sticky. I think the idea yeah. is distribution. They don't want to make distribution so easy, and people can't. Yeah. You can't distribute a, a DVD the same way you can distribute a digital file. I mean, yeah. people for for a long time, the music industry tried to stop from people people uploading, mm-hmm. but they just. I think they've just given up. You just you can't you can't do yeah. it because they want like, people to have it on their iPods. 
Exactly, especially when people stop buying things like CDs and Discman players and that kind of thing. So you have to listen to your stuff somehow. You know, here's here's a thought because Warner Brothers said announced, and I, I'm pretty sure this will probably happen with um, you know, Haplet Prince is that they're gonna release it on iTunes the day that the DVD comes out. Everything will be come out the same day. You know, you'll be able to get in all these formats. But here's a thought that I, I think maybe George Lucas and the guys were talking about that film that films are going to be released simultaneously in theaters and on iTunes and the, on, oh, on disc on the same day. That's stupid. What? That's weird. That's you think? Yeah. yeah. That's I stupid. Don't... I don't like that. I... What is uh, Peter Jackson waiting on for his Lord of the Rings? I... I the hit Blu-ray. I don't think I... it's Peter Jackson. It would be the oh, studio. Oh, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine those on Blu-ray? I'm having a geek attack. Yeah. Huh? I th- Golly. I think he said, I think I heard rumors that it was going to come out later this year, or possibly like in 2010, but I, oh, I, I remember don't now, know. they're waiting on The Hobbit. Well. They're waiting for The Hobbit coverage to kick up. Can you imagine? And they're going to release some Yeah, because they've, they've done all the extended versions and the different, you know, cuts yeah. of it that you could possibly maximize on, um... Hell, I bought the six-disc version of Return of the King. Yes, <laughs> that's so stupid. Oh, but you but just wait until next, you know, Deathly Hallows Part Two. It comes out the DVD, and they release all of them again. In sure, like they will. Blu-ray two, with the ABC cuts of uh, the directors or longer edition. But ever, I think our fandom would rejoice if that happened. I want those oh, direct. I want would. those cuts back in. I want the direct those extended cuts. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why we haven't had them already. Don't know. I don't know. Um, one more thing. You know what's on on iTunes too? And Melissa knows this. We are wizards. The the film. Oh yeah, yeah. it's very cool. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we are wizards now. You can. Oh God, I'm sorry. I get the movie is wonderful. I just hate how. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a superficial girl. I hate how I look in it. It's just oh. what's gonna happen. It's not. It's not even the van. It's it's seeing yourself on screen is so. Oh my God, it's so horrible. Right. <laughs> so I always yeah. the idea of people being able to download that to me. It's scary, though. I do, I do, I do think you should, because it's, it's, you can, you will be, you will be supporting independent artists, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good movie too. It's an entertaining, entertaining ninety uh, some minutes or whatever. I forget how much mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, but it has so many. But yeah, it has. They did a good job. It does. You're right, John, and that's that's really cool because and you were talking, made a good point about independent films. A lot of people would not have the chance to normally see that film right. in a lot of because there's just yeah. not not a way for them to see that. So that's, that's really it's really awesome that's that what people... iTunes is doing. You know, just with yeah. uh, yeah. even with like the application store and the iPhone, it's just it's leveling the marketing. You know, the sure the just the playing well, ground for quality stuff's going to rise to the top. It's not about. I can't tell you what it does for Jingle Spells. Oh yeah, that's I mean, right. just the idea, and that's what's so great. About about we are wizards big because they, they can't get out to everywhere yeah. and do film do filmings they can't you know get runs the way the big movie places do and it's a film that's worthy of it so now people can they can and now they have these displays they can watch it like you know watching a film on their home computer so it's a wonderful yeah. film and I, I i hope you check it out because it's not just about harry potter it's about it's, it's about mostly about muchko Yes, it's mostly about Mushka, but also, also it's she is about second billing on Amazon. You know what? It's because alphabetically she's like first on the list, so she gets picked up everywhere. So like they won't list Brad Neely or Paul DeGeorge. they'll list Mushka. So, you serious? I swear. She's the second star of this film. Go to Muchka? Amazon and look That's it up. That's hilarious. Diva you've ever heard of in your life. Oh my god, it's amazing. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's 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 about creativity mostly. It's about it's about. Um, how the things we love encourage how you can use creativity, um, how you can express your creativity 
through the things you love, which yeah. is so central to so much of the Harry Potter fandom. So I hope I do hope you check it out. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Um, speaking of movies and this kind of thing, um, we have two little tidbits related to um, Harry Potter and Half-Blood Prince. Um, the Oscars Ooh. are coming up, and the New York Times is reporting that like all the studios are going to be promoting their upcoming films at the end of the Oscar telecast. And we're going to see. Isn't this the first? Isn't this the first time they've ever allowed that? Yes, yes. The upcoming films isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's a, it's the first time they've allowed um, any like trailers and whatnot during the Oscars. It was always like a conf- like it's each studio is uh, gets gets one one movie to show. Oh, that's uh, smart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's so. Um, my friend Shane was telling me about it. It's interesting. Yeah. So and so we're going to get to see a little bit of Hapla Prince. Um, the Oscars are going to be broadcast on ABC television, and I pretty I think a lot of countries are picking it up elsewhere too so but it's gonna be on february 22nd so we don't know how much they're gonna right. show if it's gonna be something from a old trailer we just don't know but that's kind of cool i think um you know what's I interesting heard, i heard they're gonna show the death of dumbledore falling <laughs> off the tower <laughs> spoiler <laughs> what um John, how could you release that detail i don't get you um, <laughs> today i was um they deliver the newspaper at the school, mm-hmm. and they said I was reading the headline on one of the pictures. It's called "Off the Carpet," and they're going to ask um, the Academy of Motion Pictures and Art Sciences um, want the presenters to debut the designer wear on stage, not at the pre-show. It was interesting. It's really? Totally uh-huh. Harry Potter related, but it's one of those things that like I don't see how that's even feasible because you're not going to go up there and be like I'm wearing Georgie O'Keefe and the Oscar goes too. You know, it's just oh how gratuitous! I mean, that's just shameless plugging. Why would they do that? What? They, I think is I think because they realize a lot of people um, just watch the pre-show, not the Oscars, and so they were like, you know, we're going to get the people watch the pre. That's the only thing I can assume. Are they serious that they think more people watch the Oscars for figuring out who these? Weirdos are wearing well. I think their clothes and everything. I think I that's think a valid the, concern. Uh, Stylista Olympics is a huge part of the Oscars. Yeah, it's part of it, but I don't want them up there. I enjoy having the two events separate, and I watch them both. Exactly, because they're different. They one are. is about the you know one's about the arts and like the actual films mm. being made, and attention goes to the creators, not the people presenting. The people presenting, awesome, yeah. but it's not. You know, I'm sorry, no. But yeah, they just, and then the, pres- yeah. the other one is about yeah it's what it is it's it is what it is so I don't know if it's happening or not but it was in the bringing up the Oscars reminded me and I thought it was it bugged me enough yeah. to talk about it. It does bug me. Oh man! All right, sorry. I wanted to mention this quickly too. We also heard that um, Hapla Prince is sh- being shown in several movie theaters, and there's some sort of new clip kind of quote interview kind of things. Um, I we haven't been able to really get a copy of it um, unless people go into theaters and record it illegally. But if you go into a theater to watch, I don't know. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Warner Brothers will ever and release. Certainly this. don't mail us links. Yes, certainly don't. But I, I actually I think people have been looking for it and it's not shown up. To be honest, so I don't know if it is. I yeah. haven't seen it. But. Warner Brothers is on the ball. They are taking those off of YouTube as soon as they hit. Yeah. Also, also they're on the ball with if you have like um. If you have a clip of something that's Warner Brothers material on YouTube, like almost instantly you'll get one of those copyright notices. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which which they leave it up, which I think is fun, is is really cool. They leave yeah. it up, but they have they run ads on it, and whatever money you would have gotten from a YouTube ad, because you know YouTube does that whole sharing thing, yeah, it give it to the company. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So that's, I think that's a fair trade, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So, but I thought it was interesting that Warner Brothers is, is promoting the movie now a little bit more. They're stepping it up. So, like, it's so yeah. like if you go, these it's during the time before the trailers even start. So, if people like they get there like twenty minutes early, you might get a chance to see it or something. So. Mm-hmm. That's out there. Um, speaking of Hapla Prince, the Weasley twins are not in the video game. Oh. Eh, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, Melissa, for that. <laughs> Were they not available to record their voices? No, they said that the Weasley twins, James and Oliver Phelps, gave an interview, and they said that their characters are not really in the game because they're not at school, and that's where the game is based. Mm. They don't go to the cave. They gotta go to the joke Shut shop. Up, John. I guess they don't go to the joke shop. No, they don't. Okay. I guess the twins are not the cave. No, no, not, no, not in this version. <laughs> Try using your blood to open the door, Harry. <laughs> yeah, Harry. Use the map. They pop in. Can you imagine? Is there, you wonder what that's gonna game that part of the game will be like? I just want that's an interesting thing, John. You just might. I just want to be able to play as Dumbledore. Well, I think you can. Are gonna be able to do multiplayer. But nice. That'd be. <laughs> do you think they'll have to do like a little? Never mind. Um, I'm, what, what, I'm what, waiting. What? I'm waiting for like a multiplayer, like online. Oh, online thing. oh, oh. Uh, it needs. It's gonna happen. It has to. It makes so much yeah. sense. You you get to go to the house yeah. and you get to roll. You know, it's. Yeah. Can you imagine? It'd be like a video game version of My Leaky, but in the actual <laughs> canon. Oh, could you imagine the fun? Could you imagine? And if look what what. The explosion that's happened on my leaky. Can you imagine yeah. um, what would happen, like in general Harry Potter? The, the internet's would explode. The internet's might actually explode. Like I don't think. I think it would rival would World of Warcraft. What? Oh, oh for, sure I'm, it it for sure it would. It yeah. would be. It would I be believe so that there are more easier. Harry Potter fans in the world than there are World of Warcraft fans. Mm, I think you're right. You know what? And that's a big audience. That well, is a but big that, audience. Right, but I mean, it would take a while to turn Harry Potter fans into M M O R P G fans, but. It would happen faster with Harry Potter fans. It all depends on how so. they brand it and how they market it. And then yeah. if they don't make it be like this geeky little sit in front of the computer and watch your belly grow in front of you and wipe <laughs> the potato <laughs> chips your off your face go. kind of experience, then yeah. maybe they'll get away from the World of Warcraft. But stigma. you know what? That, now let's talk about it. I think they really could because I think the video games, because I, I love the, the Harry Potter video games, and I thought that they've grown, they've gotten much more sophisticated as they've gone along. Mm, yes. Sure. You know? And I really think that they could get to a point that they could really make it really fascinating and really sophisticated and not so oh, dirty, yeah. you know? I think yeah. if they did that would be fun. I'm still, I've, I've been in love since the Sorcerer's Stone video game where you ride the little cart down Gringotts. Yes! And try not to fall <laughs> off. That was challenging. I can't wait to do that in, in the real world. Oh, at the theme oh. park! I want to do that! When is that open? Oh, not for next year. Wait. Getting there about a year from now, right? Yeah. yeah. A year from now we'll be in... Orlando. All the time. I'm just going to camp out there. Hogwarts, I'm going to move. That's so awesome. Um, Okay, Suze. We're getting ready. I don't know if it's going to start. Like, the 15th, they were delayed with the unfortunate um, accident to the stuntman. But but, um, Deathly Hallows is about to start uh, commencing filming. And um, Emma and Rupert are both nervous about filming their snogging scene. Mm, So they've been (laughs) practicing every night. What? You know, this will be Emma's first on-screen kiss because both Dan mm. and Rupert have now done kissing. But she's Emma was talking that she's she can't say because she doesn't have any techniques. She's never had to kiss anyone on screen, so it's all new. Yeah, to me. See, <laughs> I bet when nobody I, will be interested in Emma's first on-screen on no. kiss. Yeah. When I read that, I thought she was saying she had never actually kissed anybody before. Well, that's a lie. Yeah, 
<laughs> on whose authority do we know this? <laughs> oh, come on, John. I What? I'm willing. I mean, okay, I have no, there's no authority. I have no idea, but I would be shocked out of my mind if it was her first. Okay. She's a 17 year old girl. She's so beautiful. 19. She's 19. No, she? John. I'm yeah, sure she's she not, not bad looking. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I love about, about how Emma looks is that she's, she's really beautiful, but in like an, like achievable way. She doesn't look like out of control. You <laughs> achievable. Do not achievable for a guy or a girl. No, listen to what I mean. Like it's not like you don't look at her and think, "God, you have to win the genetic lottery." You think she's Mm. a very, very beautiful girl who dresses well, knows how to do her makeup, puts herself together. But it's not like so out of this world outrageous, and that makes me love how she looks more. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very. I guess I'm trying. I'm trying to say it's girl next story. Okay, I guess girl next story, but like she's still hot. Like you know, she got. Well, she... I'm not a man, so I'm not gonna express it that way. Oh, I mean, like she, uh, like she got. She might not win the lotto, but she got. You know, she got five out of seven. Numbers. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> let's, let's not turn this into. I think she's any less than gorgeous. I think. She's oh no, no, gorgeous. no! no. I know not, what you mean. I, I get you know, what you mean. She's just. She's I, very I just, elegant. It's a very real world gorgeous, which is so much nicer than this stupid Hollywood. Yeah, and then you, you said it perfectly happened. when you said the girl next door. I totally know what you mean. And I love that she's slamming down people for being too skinny. I love that, and the world needs more of it. You go, Emma. Yeah. Yes. She's, yeah. Oh, when did she do that? She said that she, she, she hates when people, in some interview recently, that, that when people when stars are, are too skinny, it's unhealthy, and it's gross. Oh, I lost her. Yeah. Good for you. Emma has done a lot of really good interviews lately. She's, uh, you know, getting ready to the, she presented at the BAFTAs recently. She just looked gorgeous. I mean, she can wear these couture gowns, and then she can just wear normal, you can see her too. And she's yeah. just amazing. And they're tasteful. Yeah. They're ta- it's really tasteful clothing she yes. wears. Yes. Yeah. Mostly. I agree with that. You know? This is turning into an Emma Love Fest here. Oh, I'm really like, as she's, I as hate she's, Dan, as she's growing into an adult, I'm really like. <laughs> I want to hear less news Dan. about Dan. <laughs> I know. And we don't talk about Rupert, who just had a very successful run at, you know, Berlin with his cherry, cherry bomb. I know. <laughs> who? Well, we had an awesome clip from him last week. We did. Wasn't that nice? Yes. We a little about surprise, how he surprise clip bomb, from the Roops. I love Rupert. I do. Yeah. I actually really do. <laughs> he's awesome. I yeah. can't wait to see him in Cherry Bomb because it's so nice to see him in something else because I think he's, he, I think he's the most underestimated and underrated character in Harry Potter. I think he's fabulous and he doesn't yeah. get the credit he deserves. Mm. You know what? And he gets like half naked in this, doesn't he? In his new movie. Yeah. Half does. naked for a man. It's not the same thing as half naked for a woman. Yeah. Uh, but, double uh, standards. He's going topless, guys. He took his top off. You know, I mean, exactly. What? But it's what? a it's a harder role. I mean, I mean, in, in a harder role in the sense that the character is much. Um, he's not a really. They do a couple things that may be a little bit shock to people, you know, and they do some drug taking and, and kind of stuff like that. So Whoa, what, what there's kind drugs of drug? involved, I should say. But oh, like where are the tabloids? Like fire buried? whiskey? <laughs> He's not. What? Fire whiskey? No. Gillyweed. Uh, it's gillyweed. Gillyweed. Neville but gillyweed. I mean, um, uh-huh. I, I haven't seen the film. I don't know, but uh, I just think that it, you know. I, but I think, like you were saying about Rupert, I think he is underappreciated in the films because comedy. I think a lot of times yeah. is a lot mm-hmm. harder than drama, and. Um, I, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and I think I mostly think, I think Rupert like funny know. comedy, especially yeah. not like forced. Like, oh, yeah. well, that was so funny. Yeah. Oh, I almost burned some of these characters, but I won't. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, especially like when you're the side man to Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that you have to work to make yourself remembered. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So good for him. I just think it's cool that you know everybody's pushing the envelope lately. It's like yeah. Dan totally raised the bar with with Equus, and now we got Rupert taking his shirt off. 
And then Emma's just getting to her first on-screen kiss. Yeah. It's like she's got a little bit of catching up to do, but otherwise, well, everybody's growing up this year. Yeah. What, Frankie? Nothing. <laughs> she's like, screw it, I'm going to school. I've had enough of this. <laughs> um, that's something. Uh, Is, didn't she announce where she's going to school recently? No, it's not confirmed because she just took the SATs to try and apply to here in the United States. So the, oh, they're saying find out in the United States around April. Yeah. So I mean, they were saying that she was going to go mm-hmm. to Cambridge, but you know, I mean, the very same day that the report said, "Oh, she's definitely going there," she herself wrote on her website, "Oh, I'm still undecided, and I'm taking the SITs this weekend because I still applied to schools in the United States." So it's like, hello, you know, I choose wow. to believe yeah. her herself. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up in the states. I, I wouldn't either. I mean, I just think. Is, are there any high school seniors right now listening that are trying to figure out where they want to go to school and <laughs> having their decisions affected in any way by where Emma could get into? I'm sure. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. It never works out that way. The rumor is always going around. The huge rumor when I was a senior in high school was that Chelsea Clinton was going to go to Georgetown because that's, you know, it's her father's school and it's where she grew up. And so everybody was convinced that Chelsea Clinton was going to go to Georgetown. And I'm so glad that's not why I chose the school because she totally didn't go there at all. Yeah. Hmm. I'll fi- just figure out where she goes and then wait like a semester and then go there. That's a good reason to go to Yeah. Certainly she's making a very informed decision, so... For herself. You know, trust her judgment. No, trust your own judgment. Live, don't live off celebrity. I'm don't obviously me on that. messing with people, for Sorry. God's sake. <laughs> Sorry. No, but Frankie's right to get offended. You should live your own life. Screw and not, not your worry college about counselors. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> Just figure out where Emma's going. Shut up, John. It doesn't matter if they don't offer your major. Change your major. You don't want to do it anyway. <laughs> John. What has gotten into you today, John? I don't know what the hell. Drinking coffee again, John? Are you? I don't know. I guess. Yeah, yeah, coffee last night messed you up. <laughs> Is that on your fitty video? You said. Oh yeah, my my fitty video was obnoxious this week. I was making pizza. Oh. My recipe video on my health vlog is a calzone. Go figure. But I did it healthy. You have to go check it out and see. Fitting it in. Okay. YouTube slash YouTube it in. slash fitting it in. And that's our, that's our plug for the week. What's, of the, course, what's the number one? Of course, what? And in, in the wrap up, I'll tell you the disaster that happened to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, uh, Sue, what's the number one news article? <laughs> well, you were started to say it, Melissa. It involves I know I did. I'm sorry. The hundred days have passed, or we've passed that mark. Till ah. LeakyCon! LeakyCon! Guys, I'm so serious. We are well more than half sold out for Leaky Con. Oh, yeah. Um, so you better get your tickets right now. Um, if you are even entertaining the thought, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Less than 100 days. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Yes. I can't wait to see you guys. Oh. Yeah. My Leaky fun. has made me uh, miss you guys more and more. No. I just. Oh, I cannot wait. Well. Wait, I said my leaky or leaky con? My leaky. Oh, my leaky. Yeah, it's fun because everybody's their faces pops up and said, Melissa wrote on Frankie's parchment and Frankie, spelling armist Sue. Oh no, we don't have spells. Ooh, ooh, darn it! I just might have spoiled something. What? Uh-oh. Well, guess we'll have to get that up really fast now. Oops. What did I do? Where'd <laughs> you go, blabbermouth? Well, I don't know what you spoiled though. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Oh, go, go. Would you go write Alex an email right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, has less than a hundred days left to LeakyCon, which means that you are gonna miss your shot if you don't 
It's fine. Okay. Right okay. It's gonna be good. I heard that. Um, I heard that the first uh, a hundred people to register in February get a, a special keynote dinner with uh, Michael Gambon, who's showing up to Boston just for the occasion. Yeah, but he won't know. He discuss. won't have read about who you are when you yeah, guys meet. He, he won't know where the hell he is, but <laughs> you can talk to him about anything you want, and maybe he'll shake you by the shoulders <laughs> aggressively. Hey, and also f- plans are firming up, and people keep asking. Plans are firming up for this uh, year's tour with the Remus Lupins and the Whomping Willows, and let me just tell you that oh it is going God. to be the best podcast tour we've ever done and i don't mean the best podcast tour in 2009 we've ever done i mean the best podcast tour we've ever done i heard a rumor what i don't know if it's true i don't know if we can say it say it well say not, it and i heard a rumor pretty closely pretty much the source here said that there may be a couple historic wizard rock shows that yes. have including bands that have never played together before historic meaning, meaning possibly the godfathers of wizard rock harry and the potters with the stud of Wizard Rock, Alex Carpenter well, and Remus played, Lupins. Well, they've played together before. Not very often. No, but I'll yes, I'll say this. There, okay. Well, 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 what the hell? We might as well just say it. Oh, um, what? It's not. It's not a hundred percent confirmed, but there might. There might. 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 So don't email Harry and the Potters and say it yet. But might. Might be a couple of shows where it's. I mean, seriously, guys, get this. Harry and the Potters, the Remus Lupins, the Whomping Willows, Pottercast, and. Maybe, possibly, Drake on the Malfoys. Oh my God! What? No way! <laughs> I, can you imagine that show? Really? <laughs> can you imagine that show? I can't. I can't. I can't. That's like that's like that Book show. of Flight worthy, right there. That that that's that, like come down from Alaska, and that is wizard go to stock. The show. Is what that yeah. is. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We're just. It's all very early. The so world might implode. Just everybody hold their heads. Together, I don't know, buddy. If there are that many hot shots there, then I think Pottercast has to put their thinking caps on to figure out what the hell we're going to do. That's not just, and here comes the Whomping Willows. And here comes the Remus Lupins. Like, you know, I'd be willing to resort to juggling. I would be willing to resort to juggling. Yeah. I'll do magic I'll do a tricks. handstand. I'll do a handstand. <laughs> Frankie will show like the whole crowd how to draw like, you know, an elf playing a guitar. I want to go sing with <laughs> one of those totally guys. Music. I love every one of those bands. I want to go sing backup or something. I like when we get Seriously. to do doo-wops with Alex. That's like when my yeah, favorite thing of all. Do you know where all those people on Pottercast will absolutely, definitely, 100% be together? Yes, I do. Where? Leaky Con! Leaky, Leaky Con! Leaky Con! And if you had the choice between going to every one of our tour shows or just the Leaky Con podcast, you should pick the Leaky Con podcast. That's very say. true. Just, just saying. There's amazing magic uh, to be had there. New spells. Right. That is, Leaky Con is May 21 through the 24th in Boston, Massachusetts. We have the hotels. There's still some rooms there. We have registration is open. Please, please, please do it now because we got some cool things coming, so sign up. Do it. Do it. And it's all for charity. Yes. I don't understand. This is the... This is the the only, is it is it the only time? What don't you understand? That I, I don't no I don't understand what's holding you back. Oh. <laughs> oh no! I don't understand why it's all for charity. Why would why would we do that? <laughs> what are they doing to these people? Why? Why do they need our money why? again? No 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 no! It's 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 I think it's I think it's the only Harry Potter conference ever to be totally devoted to charity, and we're so mm-hmm. proud of that. It's it's yeah. insane. I mean, how many people need to learn how to read, though? Honestly, <laughs> so 
so bad. Just go. I well, mean, just go to Emma Watson's college. And don't you have to read? And just all the way <laughs> yeah. uh, but let's but let's also like, there's also some great charity stuff going on at Ascatras this summer, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And we are going to be there doing a leaky mug at the, the big night old of leaky the mug. Yeah, three o'clock in the morning, leaky mug. Late night, drink some Monster Red Bull. And hopefully Stay some up. other stuff as well. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah so we'll be around. So You'll see us. We hope to see you. I'm there excited about San that. Francisco. Yeah, it's a beautiful city. It's a, it's a gorgeous city. It's a crazy city. They drive crazier than they do in New York. This is true. This is true. That's true. <sighs> All right, guys. I think it's time for what? A bit by bit, a canon conundrum about the epilogue, and then we'll see you in the wrap up. Hold <laughs> back, y'all. Time for another Canonclundrums. Canonclundrums. You can spell that one. Tell me how to spell that one, elves. Oh. <laughs> Aww, leave the elves alone. I love the elves. You do not. The elves get shot out every, every episode now, did you know? They should. Oh, They're out. awesome. They do, don't love they? The elves. Absolutely. The yeah. elves are B.A. Mm-hmm. All right, well, what are we talking about in this canon canon I would like to ask you the very same question. Sorry, John. Are, 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 we, are we boring you, Mr. Yawny Face? <laughs> was I yawning? I thought I was just stretching my vocal cords. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, both. Um, this, this one I got from Sue's blog. Um, Sue's, Sue's podcast blog this week, youtube.com slash podcast. Um, she talked about the epilogue mm-hmm. and about what she thought of it. And it made me wonder. She said something about all as well. And it made me wonder what each of us thinks when we think of the term all is well, and whether we think it means what it what it says, and is all well, is all only well at that moment, is all only well because it's from Harry's point of view. I'm curious what you guys think, and what we think of the epilogue in general. Mm. Was it all was well or all is well? All was well. All, all was well. Is well it would indicate that no, it's the not current scene was well, but all was well. Well, it's not all was well. Dot dot that. dot until yeah. all was yeah. well. All well. was well in a world where all was Does well. That, <laughs> in a world, in a world where nothing ever else bad happened. <laughs> in a world ever. where all was well. All this, this, Harry show, Potter. This, also, this also comes out of our, our, our show at the Vlogbrothers when John was like, yeah, it, he thought that the, he said the scar hadn't pained him in 19 years and he thought it was going to be until now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Until so, now. Well, since Draco it, transformed into an alien. Since, since Sue, it was your vlog. What? What? Why don't you start us off? Okay. Well. Okay. I. I. I guess I want to caveat or backtrack a little bit. Ooh, caveat. Just to get this out there. Caveat. I don't know how to say this, but um, for a long time, for those of us that might have been around the fandom for a long time, and Joe has talked about this in post publication of the book of Deathly Hallows, that she had changed for a long time. The last word was going to be scar, and that she had actually changed that last sentence, going right, right before when she was getting preparing the last book. And um, so for a lot of times we had heard, like, Scar was going to be the last word. So in my mind, I had always thought that that would mean that maybe, you know, I knew it was going to be resolved and it was going to be okay. But when I read All Was Well, that just seemed to me to be so, this is what she had changed it to, to be so All Was Well, that, and they lived happily ever after. All Was Well in the sense that there was no need for, there was no more... Um, ours there was no more dark lords there was no more bad wizards 
and that his life was going to be as we saw it with um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers with um, his wife oh, Jenny and their children and and um, so if they haven't read the epilogue by now, they should really stop listening to podcasts. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, um, yeah, and I just did whatever. And um, and and you know, and and so for me, it was it was comforting to know that it was good that life was good for Harry, but at the same time. I, it was disappointing for me because it made it just seem so final, and it was like, okay, and that's I don't need to wonder anymore. Even though I had just been introduced to the, I knew factually that there was a whole new generation of children. There was a whole new generation of magical wizarding children from this extraordinary magical people, and I knew that there was ever there. And then yet I came to that sentence, and I was like, boom. So for me, I just, I, I have mixed emotions. I love that line. I love it. It's beautiful. But at the same time, it was very disappointing for me, and I didn't want to know that they lived happily ever after. See, it was it was it's beautiful for the characters, but not so good for Sue. <laughs> it wasn't good for me. Yeah, good for the book, I mean, but George... it matters matters how you know. Not so good for Sue. No, you know, but That's it's just funny. interpretation. That was a very difficult call for Joe. You know, I'm sure it was. Looking at her priorities of who to please. No, 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 obviously not. But you know, it's just imagine her. Interpretation: How oh, you can man. go when you take that. That's what's so, so great about reading. You can have this. It's an intimate, personal act. Reading a book, I think, and you can take that. Those words are how you can take them in your head. And so when I, you know, I had all these years and had this. You know, I mean, all of us are that way. And but that doesn't mean that it's not bad, or that it doesn't mean that it's bad. But it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know what I was expecting. It just wasn't that stupid. I know. Well, it is relative. Yeah. Compared to the years and the and the life that we know um, Harry's had, I mean, you think of like every single one of his years at school, just about every single year, the exception of possibly one and two, ended in like some kind of tragedy, you know? And so to say that Harry things were well, you know, that could just mean like, well, no one died lately. And, you know, no one's getting possessed by evil wizards, but there could still be things happening. There could still be trouble brewing, you know? What do you think, Fred? I don't know. Is that what you think, John? That's that's what I'm thinking. I think well is like, it's well enough. And, like, and especially the British usage of the word well. Mm-hmm. You know, the people, people say like, oh, he's well fit. He's well smart. Well, it's I like, think in this case, like well means got, what we think it means. Yeah. I think that Shigabiel was well uh, interesting. You think, or well, you think they're missing a word in the final book of the most anticipated book of all time? I, I think, think everything was, was I mean, a really It's a long deep. book. They got to the end and they were like, yeah. I think, I think everything was a really deep chapter. hole in the ground that had water in it. Okay. So oh, bad, all was well. Oh, Frank. All was, all was moat. All was well. All was moat. Absolute dork. All oh. was deep and wet. <laughs> um, I just want to figure out what the actual original sentence was going to be. What was going to end in scar? It was. The hardest she thing she like, answered that. She, she answered that. What did she yeah, say? She said, and nobody but say? but his family, or nobody but the ones who loved him, could see his scar. Meaning that, like. He was close in with his family, and they nobody was really paying him attention as the famous boy who lived, which shows that that, that she was heading towards the same emotional place. She wanted Harry to achieve that which he which that which he struggled for all this time. Sure. You know, 
to just be a normal person and have a normal so the life. the idea that he never lost the scar, but it just kind of no one knows it anymore? Well, he wasn't being gawked at for being Harry Potter, which is the point. Yeah, but I think that I think like he'd be a god. In that, that world exactly, that's point. optimistic because he just, right. he actually helped had a hand in defeating Voldemort. He's going to be more well known than before. Had a hand. He was the hand. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, the yeah. Voldemort destroyed himself. I agree, but I, I think in that. their world, they will they will they will still see Harry as the one who struck the blow. Oh, well, I'll give you Voldemort that. Called him out at the Battle of Hogwarts. He's like he goes with the loudspeaker or whatever, and he talked at whole grounds and everybody in Hogsmeade and called Harry Potter out. There's not a person alive from that point in that area who didn't know that Voldemort was there for Harry and that if he was ever going to be defeated, you know, this was his opposition. See, can, can I ask you this? I mean, well, I guess I, I should let Melissa go ahead, and but then I have a question for her. My my thing is that is that um you know we're looking at Harry the world's not perfect but they're working on it they're working and you know like fairy tales end that way fairy tales exactly. say happily ever after that mm-hmm. doesn't mean we can't like imagine that one day Cinderella gets divorced you know what I mean like it's yeah. it's there were multiple Sleeping Beauty movies were there. Or was it Cinderella? They released a crappy little straight-to-DVD movies, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, Cinderella yeah, 3. Same with Little Mermaid, you know? Little Mermaid was like, hey, a happily rapture, I've got legs. Let's make a sequel. Okay, let's give her a fin. Right, well, I, know. The I know. Well, the, it was See, the I daughter. I think like, in, the, in, the, in the context of, of the book, I mean, we're seeing... There, I know a lot of fans didn't like the epilogue, but I... I gotta tell you, I loved it. Like people think I'm just an, like an apologist, I, and that insults me because um, this is my opinion, and it, it it insults me when people think that if you don't like the epilogue, you, if, or if you do like the epilogue, you there's like something wrong. I think people are really intolerant. Oh, no, if you if you don't like it, you're controversial and interesting. Right, exactly. Oh, I didn't like it. I, I can I can oh. I found something to criticize J.K. Rowling about, which is not at all what Sue's doing. Sue's doing something that's that's totally valid way of criticizing yeah. anything that's not what you know it's not what i'm saying like we can have mature conversations criticizing without without being oh well the uplog sucked you know like no. but i the reason i love it is because for me an epilogue after like seven books it's it's like a breath out it's like a little bit of an exhale like okay okay we've made it we've run the marathon let's just spend a little happy time and find out what's happening it's like it's a little bit like a where are they now but she still kept it thematic the point of the whole thing is that harry is who he always wanted to be he's got a family he loves them they love him his life is normal his life is pretty boring he's a middle-aged guy he goes to work every day he's seeing his son off to school and that's his biggest worry and to him that's what all was well means to somebody else that might be all it's freaking boring and i don't like this life yeah but to harry at that moment all was well he's done he doesn't need to be the star of a story anymore, you know. Yeah, I, I, Melissa brings a good point up. It's a first of all, fairy tales end happily ever after. It was always well, not always perfect, you know. It's and then like look at Harry, look at his life. Like this was his goal. This was this was his dream job, if you, quote unquote or whatever. You, the pinnacle of his desire was to be able to have a family. Like he he lived under scrutiny and oppression of the Dursley home. He had glimpses of what a proper family was at the Weasleys, which probably made him even long for it even more, seeing what a proper family is like, functioning-wise. And so now, he has the time, the opportunity to just indulge in the family. And, like, he's he's earned it. He's deserved it. You know, he deserves it. 
you know, yeah. I think a large part of the reason why people were so are so dissatisfied with that is that we have known Harry to be a guns blazing hero, not guns blazing, but you know what I mean. He's the hero. He's the guy. He's the action guy. And it's really hard to accept him as middle-aged guy who does his wizarding taxes every year, if you can tell taxes around my mind. But, you know, but uh, that's that's the path that she always wanted for him. So I'm, I'm willing to go there. I don't know. I mean, go ahead, Sue. I'm I sorry, Sue, you had a question. I'm sorry. Was. No, I, I just was, was curious if... Oh, I kind of lost what I wanted to say. Because there's like 10 different things you guys just brought up and I want to talk about now. Um, <laughs> it's because it's certainly good because for me, I can be satisfied. I am satisfied in the, in the fact that, that Harry got his his dream. For me, that's very happy that his mirror of ears had came true in the sense that he did get his family. And I love that. And I think that's wonderful. But for me, the hard point is when I, like you say, all fairy tales end... Yet at the same breath, she introduced me. She planted that little seed in my little obsessive little brain that there's this whole generation just sitting there waiting. Oh, and, yeah. You know? So in one Waiting sense, for the acting truth. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> it was all just a big setup for the podcast. It totally was. You yeah. think it was? Check with us on everything. Like, look, I'm not going to reveal too much about their lives so that you guys can develop that plot. I want you to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it it was, you know, when I heard that there was going to be an epilogue, not having been uh, a huge reader myself, my concept of epilogue was we're going to just get, like, you know, the end of, like, movies sometimes where they're like, so-and-so ended up going on to college and pursued this and that. That's what I was kind of hoping for. I wanted wanted to know, like... I wanted a list of everybody. I wanted to know Luna's favorite color when she was 45. I just I wanted everything. (laughs) Well, that's what she did at the beginning, and her editor was like... Like, we talked about this in the interview for Harriet History. She said, like, her editor, like, very carefully said to her, you know, you can tell them what happened to all these people in another way. And Joe, like, burst into tears. Because she was so, oh, no. she was so. They were talking about about Teddy at the time because she went into more detail about Teddy, and she was like, like so. She just wanted to cram everything in there, you know, because that yeah. she knows what what the fans she did. Wanted. So why didn't he go to Hogwarts? Was he too young? Because he, he was, did. He did. Teddy was Teddy? he snogging somebody goodbye? So he was leaving, and Victoria was behind. Is that it? She oh, was he was. He was older. He was old. He was out of school. He's oh, he he's nineteen. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh I gotcha. Yeah. But Victoire is like what a senior, a senior seventh year. Okay, that's. So I'm sorry, Sue. So you never finished your your thing. What, what was your question? Uh, um. So okay, let me ask you this, and I don't know how this applies, but this is kind of an tangent. But how much just like stuff that we hear after that Joe has talked about influence you when you read this? Because for me. I remember watching that James Runcie documentary, and I thought that was a fabulous documentary. If you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, it's just we have clips in our gallery. And it's wonderful. Fabulous. And and there was that point when Joe he asked her specifically about the, a lot of these characters that were mentioned in the epilogue, and she and they, she drew out the chart and he goes, "There's enough there for an eighth book." And she looked for the briefest of moments, just <laughs> wistful, and so she goes, oh. "Yes, yes, there is." And then she's like, "No, no, no," and it's just ah. Uh, I saw that look on her face no fewer yes. than twenty times during our interview. Did you really? It's work. And to a fan, to a fan who I think I think it would be fair to call all of us on this podcast super fans at this point. I think so. Sure. Sitting there and you see that, you're like your blood pressure rises a few points. Yeah. yeah. And 
and it's and and then she starts talking especially when she starts talking about alvis severus she gets this really far off look in her eyes and that's why i would put i would lay significant money that if there would be any kind of future harry potter thing Mm -hmm. it would be about alvis severus see i i'm torn there is the like the, the the fan of me that's like yes just give me anything you know i don't care but then there's like the artist like i guess the more like i don't know I don't know the right word for it, snobby, whatever. Just kind of like, no, like it's beautiful as it is. Don't, don't touch it. It's like it's a masterpiece. They, 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 they sing like these things are are a symphony. Like just leave them alone. Like I love it as it is. But then there's other part of me that's like, no, no, give me another one. I just, I just want more. Come on, just one more, man. Just one more, one more book. It's just like I'm torn between the two because it's. Well, do you think anything that she could write in that? Albert Severus's perspective would change how you feel about the seven books? I don't know. Honestly, it's one of those things that, like, I'd have to read it to find out. And then if it did, it, damage would be done. You can't go back. You know I mean, it's just, it's one of, like, mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's like a water, it's like painting with watercolor or something that's a very, like, hard to, it's unforgivable. Like, if you put it onto the paper, it's there. Sure, you can take it up yeah. a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, well... This is this painting's beautiful as it is, and obviously successful, and I love it. But should I add more to it? Like, do I want to overwork it? Yeah. And like, this is me just completely speaking out of like just paranoia. And a lot of it is just because that same side of me just wants another one. It's like, no, no, it, it's perfect as it is. Just you know, let's leave it alone. But if it's something separate, yeah. and like, I'm really looking forward to reading her just her next body of work. Period. Yeah, just, me too. I just because I love her as a writer. I just like mm-hmm. I'm more of a J.K. Rowling fan than I am a Harry Potter fan. Mm-hmm. Seriously, mm-hmm. reading just her like posts on her website. Yeah, they're oh they're always so excellently written. So yeah, anything anything that she writes on. I I heard she was interested in starting a vampire series. <laughs> stop! <laughs> just stop. Okay, here's my. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, but Stephen no. King told her not to. Yeah, so she can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, he is the authority on all things. He is, he is. Um, so here's my thing. So you were talking, this is another thing. Oh, God. You were talking about how she said the editor taught, you know, she can't resolve all, or talked about all these characters and information. Yet, for me, when I was rereading this again the other day, that the Malfoys came up. We learned so much. She mentioned, okay, I was res- happy to learn that Percy was still talking about the cauldrons, and I knew that he was off of the ministry, so in the back of my mind, she told me enough without me having to, to really give me a lot of information, but then we see the scene where Draco acknowledges them and just moves on, and, and for me, that just made it, that's all I got, though, because here's this character that I've followed the entire series, and it's so pivotal oh, but... in, in book seven, and yet, I don't... Oh, but Sue, that says so much, I think. Really? I mean, yeah. the last time you see them together, the last time you see them conf- confront each other, even when they were under the invisibility cloak, or the last time they, they saw each other, really, was in that room when Crab died, and then Ron punched him later on the invisibility, under the invisibility cloak, and then, then you just kind of, like, see Draco in the background at the, at the final thing. But I think this grudging acceptance of each other, where, like, Draco is, is his hair is thinning, he has a wife, he has a son, and he he just nods at Harry like I recognize that we have a past and we can acknowledge each other and we've come to this frosty peace like I think I think that said yeah. a lot I was th- really happy with that I didn't read it as grudging at all I read it more of like we've both grown up and we've learned a lot and like you know what I mean kind of like mm-hmm. they've just they I guess more more Draco than Harry grow up in the sense because Harry his character was in the right to begin with but like but in Harry's sense that 
Harry is mature enough also to realize everyone, you know, he was young and he made a mistake and he yeah. made the right decision in the end. Well, you know it I mean? also not says that it whatever it also says that whatever Draco is doing right now, it's not something that's evil. He might yeah. not be the most upstanding citizen ever, but he's he's well, he's, he's still got a Malfoy. A, like, like you know, he's right. still like a snobby little Malfoy, but he's not right. a Death Eater. But he's like on the up and up, you know. Yeah. Otherwise, Harry wouldn't acknowledge him. You know? Yeah. See, like I I got I didn't get a grudging at all. I just kind of got it like a kind of like. Hey, peace. Like you know, we went to school together. We we realize we have nothing in common, but there's no, no. there's we no have, malice we there. We exactly. Have yeah. Have you guys have you ever run into anybody that you used to fight with uh, in grade school or high school anytime recently, like with a bunch of years having passed, and and kind of feel like the second you see this person, all those old feelings mm-hmm. and things like that would become reality again or would it be like totally different it happened to me recently you, you on get facebook. what i'm asking hmm. it happened on facebook yeah. interesting people tend to find w- w- which one was it it was somebody that um we have well, not not now a person but was it falling back into the old personalities or was it acknowledging the person it with was, your current sorry. personality. It was very much a, hey, congratulations on everything in your life. Hey, congratulations on everything in your life. And then in my mind, I'm reeling through all the things that, that this person did to tick me off while we were in school and how I'm, I really have really no interest in further, not interested in further communication, but we've acknowledged each other and that's the end. Uh, I, I, I'm, I feel maybe because uh, I'm older and I've had probably a lot, a lot more high school reunions than you guys. And, and you yes. tend to... <laughs> Although I'm sure you guys have had yours, it's it's very weird. The first one versus like when you go from like your your fifth year reunion to several more of those afterwards. Sixth and, year reunion, yeah, to, that's let's it. Admit it, sixth year. And and it is you are completely. And I've had that experience, Don. So what you're talking about because I was never, um, you know, there were people that were okay. I won't go into it, but it's it just it was a weird that first time. It was a little bit awkward, and then from the last time, it was like, hey, congratulations! Like Melissa said, you were very. And yet, it seemed like you actually could get along. That the, the time, I hate that cliche, but time does heal a lot of things. Yeah. And it's weird, though, too. At the same time, you can almost, just in that moment, you can pretend that it didn't happen because it's an awkward social thing that you just kind of don't really bring that up. But at the same time, you can also get past it, too. So I can get what, I can understand what you're saying about being a middle-aged person and that, you know, that that's how Draco felt. And you can have that kind of, you know, we've grown up like Frankie was talking about. I totally understand what you were saying there, Frankie. I totally do. Because that can, that can happen. It, it, but it, that first time, though, that first meeting can be really, really weird. <laughs> yeah, see, like, uh, that's honestly, that's part of me. I really want to go to my two-year reunion, which is probably going to be later yeah. this year sometime. Because I was... I was such a different person in high school. I mean, I was so, so shy and such a pushover that, like, I was a, I was a nice guy and, and, like, and I was intelligent, but at the same time, socially, I was very, very awkward. And now I, I think I'm a little bit more mature and know how to handle myself. And if yes. someone says something to me, I'm going to challenge him on it and, like, I'm not going to be pushed around anymore. And so part of me, Go out of me. just genuine curiosity... I want to talk to these people that were jerks to me sure. in high school and just be like, mm-hmm. hey, man, like, what was your problem with me in high school? Like, I did nothing to you. Like, honestly, <laughs> all I did was sit down and draw in the corner. Like, right. like I, 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 like, the main thing I can see their problem with me is that I was probably vocal in class, and it probably came off a little annoying because I was quiet outside of class, but I was comfortable in the classroom setting, so I would answer questions. Or maybe a few times in the rare cases that it was a class that I was good in. Like, I always did my work, but it was rare that if I was, like, naturally good at a class, I just did my work. 
Um, but I like if I ruin the curve a couple times, maybe I could see them being upset. But not to the point. Like I honestly want to know, like why did you ment- like torture me mentally and like tease me constantly? Like what see, was I want to I want to talk to my high school self and with the knowledge that I have of these adults and say why would you why were you ever interested in a person who could not for the life of them figure out the difference between your and your why why yeah. why <laughs> you know yeah see I would love to talk to my younger self and just be like hey like you know what. Get outside your shell a little bit earlier, but at the same time, I wouldn't uh, be who I am now if I didn't go through what I went through. So yeah. it's one of those catch twenty twos. Yeah, see, I've, I haven't really ran into anybody in a long time since since uh, since school, so I just didn't know how that how that works. Because I would feel like as soon as I see like certain people, I would immediately like feel like, oh, we're still having the same mm-hmm. argument about the exact same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Or, you know, you yeah. still tease me for this, or I tease you for that. Yeah. But it's like, wait a second, all this time has passed, and all this life has happened since yeah. then. I just had a question for you, Melissa. I don't know, in the course of when you were talking to her about about the epilogue and stuff. Because this was, I remember watching a video of her a long time ago when she held up that chapter. Was this the actual same chapter? I mean, how much editing did she get into? She, how much she you know, we didn't, it? I didn't ask her that specific question. I don't know why. I think it was... You sort of get punch drunk, even if it's an interview you really want um, and have waited for when it's been like eight hours and you're finally, because we sort sort of went chronologically from writing to like the epilogue in the end, whatever. So I was, I was at that point, I was trying really hard to stay on topic because our time was running thin. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So I don't think we really addressed that. I wonder though. Yeah. I wonder too, because see, for me, I just felt her writing skill was so... And I know it's the nature of the book, too, had a lot, but I just thought that her as a writer, I thought Hapla Prince was just a superior piece of writing. I think it is, is, is as good as anything that any other writer can write. And, and I just thought, you know, so you can see the difference in her writing that from what Sorcerer's Stone was to, and I, I mean this in the most highest of complimentary sense of, you know, what it was and, you know, Deathly Hallows, too. And then I go to that chapter, and I just kind of wondered, you know, I mean, was that the actual things that she started? Because she wrote that, what, over 19 years, 18 years? I mean, 17 years ago. 17, Can you yeah. imagine something? You wrote? I can't read. If I was to pick up something I wrote, well, first of all, okay, let's yeah. pretend that I'm, like, 45, and I write, and right. I pick up something I wrote when I was 28, I would right. cry, and I'd yeah. rewrite it. So I can't imagine she didn't yeah. rewrite it, at least somehow. But I think the reason that some people say that about the epilogue is that it's, there's not much conflict in it. There's not going yeah. to be much conflict in it. There's not yeah. that much yeah. to fill the words with. Because it's never, writing I, Writing is not about how you can play with the words. It's how you can play with the ideas. And if the if the story it doesn't have um, that same urgency and action and conflict the way an epilogue would be, I think that the writing is going to reflect it. You know? Yeah. Can, well, you know what? I have an idea, and I don't know if other people do it. Maybe we can do another canon, like, sort of related topic. How much... Um, on like how much does the extra standing stuff that we've learned from her since affect you when you go back and reread that epilogue again? Let's have that be our next canon conundrum because we are running long. Oh yes, we are. I'm no, sorry, yeah, are. but I just think there's so much to talk about this. Oh god, no. I like god, talking about so it. Fun. I need you. <laughs> I don't really care for talking. About <laughs> you. John. Okay. All right. All right. See you guys in the drums. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do some drums or maybe some bit by bits. Yeah, whatever. Bye. Okay, everybody. Welcome to Bit by Bit at the second half of Chapter 19, the Silver Doe. We just left Ron and Harry leaving the lake 
after destroying the Horcrux, and now we're going to see how Hermione feels. So how does Hermione feel, guys? Oh, Hermione is none too thrilled, um, actually. She's that, not. <laughs> well, surely in some part of her mind, she's thrilled that they're both back, yeah. but she isn't going to let him just walk right back in here. And Harry comes back and wakes her up, and she's, she's all, like, at first kind of hoping everything's okay, and then she sees Ron, and then she just starts beating the hell out of him. How did like, you say it in the note? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't repeat how John said it. I know, it's just uh, funny. <laughs> should copy it into podcast.com. No. Um, you know... It's so fun for, I just hate to digress here, but this is so awesome. But in my mind, I will forever hear Joe Rowling saying this out loud. Yes. You complete Ronald Weasley. Just awesome. Yeah. I just love, like, Ron thinks, hey, I'm back. And he, like, kind of smiles. And there's this, like, moment you you pause. And then Ron just, Hermione just runs at him and just starts punching. (laughs) It's just amazing. This is great release of tension kind of moment. And you know it's probably like those girl punches that are like those overhand kind of like fists pounding down like from, mm, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> and you can see Ron who at this point, year seven, is like this big bulky guy who's not affected it's in not the slightest bulky. by these punches. You just sit there and take them. He's em. wincing. Yeah. Is that what you do, John? <laughs> it is. You just kind of go limp and be the punching bag for a while until she gets out of her system. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know what? This chapter, though, this this reaction, though, I thought was really genuine too. I mean, I wasn't expecting her oh, to go totally. leaping it into his arm. You know, I thought there would be some sort of thing, but this is like a real couple. I don't know. I just I loved it. And not that I advocate violence, believe me, I don't. <laughs> but it was just uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, it, like you said, it, it seemed real. As much as you want it, just to be like, yay, let's all hug. If that happened, you'd be like, what? What? Yeah, totally. Because, you know, this is her mind. Yeah, then make him earn for it. There's lots of book left. Well, it's also, I mean, it would be too It would be too easy. It wouldn't be interesting to read. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. Honestly, one of, I thought one of two things was going to happen. They were going to run into each other's arms and kiss, which would have been kind of the Harlequin romance way to go. Or what happened, which is this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the pro- funny thing is that she probably wanted to run in and kiss partially, but her mm-hmm. anger was overpowering that. Yeah. So I thought this was funny too. Instead of like you know how like sometimes you like say okay you have a timeout the dividing line they put the the what's that the shield the Protego. Yeah, yeah Protego. that's the it. It's funny. <laughs> I just love how this is again John's notes. Ron explains how he'd been trying to get back. How he knew they were in dead because Harry was all over the Prophet and Pottercast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Potter Watch <laughs> Pottercast. Well, tomato tomato. True that fool. Oh, uh, I don't think so. No. What's really funny is that um, Cheryl had said something to me like, um, she told me to call when he gets back. And when, when I did talk to her after the book was over, she said, well, what did you think about the Potter Watch? Yeah. And that was the first time I considered it. I considered it. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's just it's just a podcasting thing. It's not, you yeah. know. But everybody kept coming up to us that oh. week. Yeah, they totally did. <laughs> I like so that, cool. even though I still don't think that that was the case. Yeah, It's fun to pretend. But it was it was funny, though, that, you know, how Ron's trying to use that, you know, the press as an excuse. Wow, you know, I knew you guys weren't dead, you know. Yeah, everything's so... fine. They saw <laughs> it on Perez. It was all taken care of. It must Perez. be true. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, my favorite bit of this, um, and I, I don't want to skip ahead or anything, but how 
you know, he's looking for, you know, ways to soften the situation by getting sympathy. And he and he tells a story of how he got splinched and his poor little fingernails <laughs> came off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And Hermione's all, aw, did your fingernails come off? What was that that happened to us at Godric's Hollow? Did, like, Voldemort show up? Yeah. Yeah. For real. <laughs> Can you imagine having lost woman. fingernails? <laughs> the horror that would have been. It just reminds me of like in Prisoner of Azkaban. I don't know how much this, how much of this was in the book versus the movie, but when Ron picks up the whole pity party thing that Draco uh, was using on Pansy, how how later Ron's Ron and Hermione are at the the Whomping Willow, and uh, Harry's Ron's all like, um, you know, oh yeah, I hurt the hurt so bad and everything, and like Hermione's just kind of like fawning over him and everything, and. How he, how he's like, yeah, Madam Madam Pompey probably will just have to chop it off. It was, oh, we'll be able to yeah, save yeah. the leg. We'll just have to chop it. And he's totally <laughs> just trying to milk the attention out of it. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. It's very wrong, even though it's not a book. You know, I I really don't want to talk about what comes next though because <laughs> that line still just when Joe read that and if for, Joe read this at oh my gosh these, like, at Carnegie Hall and uh, <laughs> what was it? I forget. It was the oh line. Oh my god, what was it? The Deluminator, you know? And what about uh, it? Uh, well, it's, it's in the book. She says, No, I heard you coming out of my pocket. Your voice was coming out of his pocket. Oh. <laughs> I just. I wish wait, I could explain. She stopped and she looked at everybody. Yeah. And it again? was. I don't know what the actual line is. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. I wasn't um, there. Deluminator, you heard me on the radio. No, I heard you coming out of my pocket. Yeah. And when Joe said that, she. Like, kind of looked at the audience and everybody started laughing. It yeah. was just really, just the timing and stuff. And it was just, a, I, it was very, um, <laughs> I know that there are some younger listeners, but it was just very, very funny and cute. Yeah. Kind of very uh, amusing. And Could you just, imagine being Ron and just being like sitting around doing whatever he was doing and then hearing Hermione's voice coming from his pants? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> How weird would that be for somebody? Honestly, that's <laughs> Lord knows she was probably thinking about her plenty, so he's probably thinking his mind's playing tricks. But he's out. like, yeah, that he's Run. totally losing his mind. Run, <laughs> Run. 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 Good point. Oh, wait, okay. I am still very, very fuzzy on how this deluminator works. How on earth okay. does capturing existing light and hearing your name do anything? I think that c- capturing the existing light is like a little side process that this thing does i know but usually maybe because it, it lights your path is that what it is well it pushes light out for you to follow yeah it said that he you he, he heard his name so he clicked it and this little ball of light went inside of him and then he knew where to operate yeah yeah but didn't he also have to follow the little orb of light around yeah he followed that that light yeah yeah he, he saw there was a blue like so a blob of go. light right and then it went inside of him like yeah. Yeah, that's like a yeah. really like fancy device for double well, door the light, to advance. The light went out went out in his room. Yeah, and then another light appeared outside the window. Yeah, and then he and had to like go kind of pulsing, follow that like one, a right? Yeah, and it was like a porky. So it floated it floated towards him, and then it went inside him, and then he knew where to find you. So okay, it being like a porky that makes sense. Okay, because so, when he when he lost them, the, he put he clicked to get it, clicked it again. And then the deluminator came out again yeah. and directed him towards where. But it only works when the holder, the holder's name is mentioned. 
Or the holder, the, when the so. holder is mentioned, not the holder's name, because if that means anybody's well, ever on person? ever. So when yeah, that what, specific I guess it's person, what you're searching for. Yeah. Oh, what you're searching you know? for. Oh, that's... So what you're searching you know for what has I mean? to find you as well? I guess so. Interesting. Yeah, it is kind of fuzzy, but yeah. I, I no, get I, it. I, 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 I get it kind of now. I, I like the fact that it's kind of like portkey-ish. It's almost like the magic of a portkey just not sealed in an item. So this this deluminator yeah. generates that type of charm, and then instead of concealing it in a piece of garbage or trash or whatever you want to put it in a cup, it just goes into the person, and then you can use it to apparate or could would you have to apparate to use it or did he just vanish there? I think he apparated. Okay, well that Pretty makes sure. more sense to me. As stupid as that sounds, now I actually like no, it more because i couldn't figure it out like not that you can because it's magic and it's fiction but in my head i'm like how does this work and so that makes yeah. much more sense now okay <sighs> little candy i think it's interesting right that it also seems to be a similar magic to the taboo that is yeah. activated yeah. by saying somebody's name which right. i find just to be very like interesting like oh the taboo is amazing yeah like it's how like, I think powerful the magic in the, the mark is similar it's so crazy is the taboo in this bit by bit or the next one the next one. Um, yeah. Is it the next one? No, it's because this one they get. It's when they get. We caught. we still need to go to Xenophilius, so it's yeah. not for yeah. Yeah, they have to go to Xenophilius, and eventually they get they get caught. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> the mouth can, yeah, I know. Don't you think it's a great thing of magic that you can capture light? I just find that that was a really oh, cool. Yeah. And, and it, I think also that the the power of the name as yes. well. Yeah. The power of naming things. Yeah. You know. Yeah, those two elements in this one item. Well, there's in uh, in other in like other fiction, there are mm-hmm. there's that concept of if you know something's true name, you can have control mm-hmm. over it, and so that's yeah, really interesting. Yeah, it's about names having power and yeah. being, calling things by their full names, indicating that you have a power over them. Yeah, because there's a um, a C.S. Lewis uh, book. He did a space trilogy, and Merlin. I haven't read the third one yet, but Merlin's mentioned in it, and it talks about how magic is more of just knowing the nature's knowing nature's language. And so instead of like you're not casting magic, you're just communicating with nature and it can and it it'll do what you ask it because you know its language. Brilliant. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I I, like I, I love that Ron has this though because he is one sometimes is a character that sometimes wavers and he doesn't know his true light. And I can under I can relate to that sometimes and I I just thought it was a neat gift. I understand why Dumbledore gave it to him and stuff, but uh and yet he came at that dark hour when, you know, right after Godric's Hollow and his presence. And I just thought that that was a cool, I just love this chapter. And the way that this ended up with that Deluminator is just brilliant. You think Dumbledore predicted that Ron would betray them? Well, betray is a strong word. Yeah. Betray is a strong word. I think yeah. he knew he would, he would lose his way, but yeah. Yeah. But if he did, this was there to guide him. Because yeah. uh, at one point in the story, I'm pretty sure Ron even brings that up, and I forget Harry's counter argument or answer to that. Because he said, "Well, Dumbledore knew I would," and then Harry says, "I forget what Harry says." I have to look. Dumbledore it up. knew you'd want to come back. Yeah, there you go. Like yeah, something like that. You know, yeah. Dumbledore knew true. you'd want back. Yeah, very yeah. yeah. cool. Do we talk about the snatchers? Oh, did we? I don't. No, we don't. don't no, 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 no. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, oh, the snatch. Well. Not when they get caught, but yeah, Ron Ron says about the Snatchers uh, that he told them that he was Stan Shunpike, I think. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. <laughs> Poor Stan. Everybody's been Stan Shunpike, I think, at some point. Yeah. Stan or Neville Longbottom. Yeah. yeah. But that is kind of creepy to think that like, now like there's suddenly bounty hunters and stuff in the wizarding world to like mm-hmm. track down all the muggle-borns and 
and uh, the blood train purebloods, and that they have to keep up, keep looking for them. Yeah. But but they're not necessarily death eaters, though, are they? These snatchers, they're just kind of vigilante or opposite of vigilante, I guess. They're too stupid to be death eaters. They want to be death eaters. Exactly. They're doing whatever they can in, in yeah. that regime. To, but they're doing to it for get, money to too. Power, money and power and currency, and like you know, whatever. It's the only way they can get along in this regime because they're not good. And they're not smart enough to be Death Eaters. I'd even argue that, well, they're not worse than, death, worse than Death Eaters, but the different form of evil. Because Death Eaters at least have some sort of logic. skewed logic and like mantle right. and goal they're going after. These ones are just, I don't know, warmongers, really. Well, or hired yeah. thugs, you know. I mean, you just you, you have the, not hired, but, you know, just looking for well, it. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, because they are I doing it for so. the money. So that's good. Yeah. that's a good way of putting it. I, I, that word of snatchers, though, now, every time you see it, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Body snatchers. I was I was flashing to in, invasion of the body snatchers. For someone I was read that word, the invasion of snatchers. Well, snatchers just has such a such a harsh, it kind is. of violent connotation to yeah. it. Snatch. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's a very apt. It very is apt way to describe them. Yeah. yeah. Like I go to Chipotle with Frankie and I snatch his chips. Yep. Like Stop. a raptor. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bird of prey. Is this when you were not supposed to be eating chips? I don't eat chips anymore. Oh, interesting. Except for the night at Chipotle where I ate chips instead of a burrito. <laughs> and a consumed bad, almost an equal amount plan. of calories, stupidly. It's a bad, bad plan. All right, sorry. What else, What else, guys? Well, we this is this when we get a first taste of the wand lore. Because a of little the, bit. Because he took the... But we don't know yet. Because he took the mm-hmm. wand from the Snatchers, right? And it's working for him. And it's working he, for him. He took it. He won it. Yeah. But working working for Ron is it working for Harry? Because Harry was the one that no. Ron Ron gave no, him. No, but this is, yeah, this is when he gives them the the spare wand, and it still doesn't work yeah. for him. A wand won't work properly for Harry until he takes Malfoy's. Harry was sitting there trying to uh, make a spider larger for some reason to uh, and right right in front of Ron to really freak Ron out. Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's, just, everybody's just messing with Ron now. He just comes back like, oh yeah, good you. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like that's what we do, Ron. That's what we do when we're camping. We gorge to our spiders. <laughs> I deal with it. We, you didn't know. Deal with it. Deal with it. We're not gonna change now that you're back. So yeah, one's not working, and um, but no, they're they're about ready to put all that to rest and uh, and go to sleep. I love this. And, that and Hermione. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it Ron or Harry who said like at least she hasn't? Um, it was. I think it was Harry. I mean, I think it was Ron who was like, "Remember when she did the da da da?" Those birds. Yeah. Remember those oh, birds? The canaries. <laughs> which, which oh, laugh, I laugh, want laugh. the canaries to be in the movie. Oh. They're gonna make them all cute. Be like the butterfly things, like the girls from Bobaton, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, this, those flittery, you know, burst in the flames butterflies. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> So strange. Yeah, Hermione's like, don't think I won't do it yet. Which yeah. is just a funny. Th- I mean, it'll get, it'd get a laugh that line certainly. Like it's Hermione trying to be serious and pissed off, but really she's just happy they're back at that point, and mm-hmm. she's just like, whatever, piece of crap. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, you know. I'll deal with you tomorrow when I ignore you. Well, it's just one of those things that Hermione has to be conflicted because it's one of those things that she doesn't think she doesn't think Ron realizes the hurt that he caused her. He caused her, and so mm-hmm. she's like yeah. and holding a grudge. Because didn't like didn't when uh, when Ron left originally, didn't like he kind of like throw in a little snide remark about like Hermione picking Harry over him. Yeah. Because she was yeah, like, that, that it's would... not about that, and she was yeah. just, she's more about the mission and like. 
the cause that they're doing this for, and then Harry and like Ron has to like lower it to this petty level like that. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. and that would cut yeah. pretty deep, I would imagine, for for Hermione, because yeah. it's probably something yeah. that's weighed on her mind at some point, and and to have it mm-hmm. be put in that way would be really unfair. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. could see her holding a bigger grudge about that than anything else. Yeah, and I think with Hermione too. Hermione's known for a while that she's liked Ron and wanted Ron, and she's just kind of waiting for him just to reciprocate or just kind of man up. And so yeah. when he does that, it's like, oh, I could I could see why she get frustrated. Yeah, totally. But yep, that's the end of that chapter, and the end of that bit by bit. Yeah. Bit by bit. the drums 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 yeah drums so have you guys been to harryhistory.com lately i have no what's that <laughs> I, it's <shut> John. <laughs> first of all you can sign up with your email address and i'll email you whenever anything's going on but second of all um i put up this this it's funny how things work out i put up this screen grab of the folder in which i kept all my files for the book because i thought it was funny i thought it like said something about how how people who write books are lunatics and um the last thing in the book is a folder then the thing is a folder called Wizrock proof which was really just like a proofread but it, it looked like proof of wizard rock right oh no but then literally proof of wizard rock appeared in my inbox paul DeGeorge sent me a audio clip now in the book i talk about how at one of at the early at the refrigerator concerts what really got Paul moving on the Harry and the Potters ideas was that at one of his brother Joe's and in the refrigerator's concert, somebody yelled out, I love you, Harry Potter. And now that sounds so perfect and it sounds like myth and it sounds like lore and it sounds like something that maybe somebody, it was almost right and somebody kind of in their memory, things got a little confused. But no, it is 100% right. He found an audio file of this moment. <laughs> and it's now on harryhistory.com. You can you can hear like the moment that, that pretty much is one of the major moments that started Wizard Rock. Isn't that cool? Aw. Wow. There was no enthusiasm for that at all. No, it is, because when you think... (laughs) No, because I love... I I mean, those guys... Wizard Rock is such an extraordinary phenomenon, but those two... Paul is just amazing, and to realize what he... Just that innocuous kind of thing, hey, I love you, Harry Potter, and look what that turned into is amazing. It's just, you know, you think you, you just it's it's one of these things because the book is very oral history based, and you just mm-hmm. you just get concerned. You get really concerned mm-hmm. that you know some of these things are not going to be a hundred percent what actually happened because people are telling it and people play telephone and mm-hmm. you know. So to hear that, and then you hear you hear Paul like just cracking up yeah. <laughs> throughout it. It's great. It's just I, I don't know. As as a reporter, it's so rare to find a direct source like this that it's um, yeah, it is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Harry, uh, your history, I hear there's some kind of news happening with it. <gasps> audio news. There is an audio book. It's coming out on March 1st, and I will have links. But there is an audio book. Wow, that was way out of proportion for the excitement. But there's an audio book. I'm so excited, and it's going to be so weird, and I don't know if I can listen to the whole thing. But I have had to call the person reading it to do, to do um, pronunciations, which is crazy. Wow, <laughs> isn't that weird? Like she literally she wrote me an email and was like, "Hey, can you can you leave these pronunciations on my voicemail?" It's just so strange. M- Melissa, squee mm-hmm. is how you say squee. It's like that. No, she didn't ask for that. You know that? <sighs> really? Oh my God! No way she's gonna do squee. <laughs> 
So, okay, the person's name is Renee Rodman, Renee right? Rodman, yeah. Rodman, R-A-U-D-M-A-N. And Sue, you, you've seen her on a soap opera or something, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I looked her up. She she used to be an actress on um, this NBC soap opera I used to watch. Cause I, I, when passions? I, passions, yes. I used to watch I've that. I've heard a lot about passions. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> it's so weird to know that... That person that is going to be doing the audiobook. It's just, it's. Uh... Well, I listened to some of the samples, and she, mm-hmm. she really does have a wonderful voice, and it's so strange to think she's reading it out loud. A woman who did a show called Passions is doing your book? Well, Passions had magic in it, didn't it? Yes, it's a great show. Don't you remember yeah. that, yeah, the girl, like Juliette Lewis, I think her name is? I'm maybe I got her name wrong. Juliet. Um, yeah. No, not Juliet Lewis. But what's her name? Juliet. Julia Louise oh. Dreyfus? I don't know, and they had the little dwarf guy, too. Do you remember that? Am I crazy? People were... Running. I never watched it. I just heard about it. Yeah, I just... Yeah, so... And, and, and the, the girl also... Yes, it's an old soap opera. Dang, it! I should look this up. Sorry. She's the one who... She did the audio book of um, Skinny Bitch. <laughs> oh, nice. How do I sound? How do I sound? How do I sound? <laughs> I haven't heard it, John. <laughs> oh, I need to know. I haven't... We'll, we'll, we'll preview it. We'll preview it. And we'll... We'll make sure to preview a part that has that has voices of John and Sue in it. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. So what happened to you last night, John, that you wanted to talk about? What happened to me? Mm-hmm. Well, I was making my video for YouTube.com slash fitting it in. <laughs> about fitting things in. there, John. Yes. And um, I was making a delicious calzone with the ground turkey meat and uh, red bell peppers. It was delicious, and I had Italian seasonings and some cheese. And I thought, hey, I have some ricotta cheese. That would taste delicious. Ricotta? I really Are you ricotta Italian? Cheese. What's that? Ricotta? Ricotta. Ricotta. Please don't say ricotta. You might as well say marinara. How, well, how do you say, how do you ricotta. say it Ricotta. Ricotta. Oh, sorry. I always say ricotta. 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 I want to hear Melissa say it again. Ricotta. How do you say it? Ricotta. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ricotta. See, okay, but it's weird sometimes when you hear ricotta. a word like, I was eating a calzone with ricotta cheese in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just change your whole voice. It's like the news anchors that are like, and this is uh, Lien Diaz for Channel <laughs> Diaz. 11 News. It's like... Calzone. Just, anyway. Yeah. Not calzone. Yeah. Calzone. Well, my, well, my family would say calzone, but that's, you know, that's extreme. I was eating calzone. a calzone with some ricotta cheese. Well, for Napoli, eh? Yeah, for Napoli. You just curse. I just curse, too, in Italian. Oh, that's right. Nice. Naples that's means right. something that's else That's when entirely. Joey curses. <laughs> Huh? What's Sorry. the curse word? Vanopoli is not actually a curse, but if you say vanopoli, vanopoli, that's uh, I just cursed pretty hard in Italian, so sorry, oh, Italian snaps. listeners. We offended so many people. It means go to Naples, but it really means something else. Go to hell. Uh, okay. Somewhere else. Uh, heck. Yes. Eighteen double oh. hockey sticks. Okay. Nice. Not really. It means it means something I cannot even euphemistically say. Okay. Nice. <laughs> I love how on Puttercast we're getting Italian swear word language. I love it. It's I love it too. <laughs> you should you should hear a family gathering of mine. We're Sicilian. We know how to do it. <laughs> so sorry, John. Uh, you and your ricotta anyway, cheese. Anyway, the story I'm out. trying to tell. My ricotta cheese here. No, my my ricotta cheese. I, hey, I got, I got some ricotta cheese. This will taste some really nice in my in my calzone. So I take it out and I I put it. I put it in there, I bake it up, it looks delicious, it worked perfectly. My video will show that it turned out awesome. 
and I had a slice of it, and I took a bite, and uh, three bites in, I hit some of the ricotta cheese, and I'm like, eh, this doesn't quite taste right. This tastes a little odd. And I, I thought, well, everything else tastes good. Oh, I John. guess everything else will just overpower it. And I put a little extra sauce on it, and sure enough, it overpowered the taste. So, as I'm sitting at my computer after this, I start to get a little tiny bit of a bellyache, but I thought, oh, well, I, I did eat a piece and a half, so it was a little more than I should have had. Maybe I just overate. But the feeling continued. And so I thought, well, maybe I should investigate. Because um, every other ingredient was perfectly fresh, but the ricotta probably might not have been. I look, and it said expires, story and expires in March. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm okay. But then I looked, and um, it said, for maximum freshness, you should use the whole container within three days after opening it. And then I thought hard about the fact that when we bought that ricotta cheese about three, four weeks ago, we used it pretty immediately. So it had been opened for about three, maybe four weeks. Oh, and um, probably went bad three or four days after that fact. No, it won't go bad three or four days, maybe like a week. Yeah. Did you put white hot dogs in this calzone? <laughs> I might as well have for the, uh, um, the effect it had on me, sadly. And I was very disappointed because I planned on taking this calzone with me on the airplane to snack on my whole trip and not have to buy airport food. And I had to throw it all out because of bad ricotta. So always check your labels on your cheese. Well, your label didn't do you much good. It's remembering when you opened it. Well, that I mean, the label would have said use within three days. I didn't see that part. That's a bummer. Oh, sad. I, just, so. I, I don't understand how you kept going. What's that? I just don't understand how you, you, you taste that it tastes wrong. Because like, oh, it was well. delicious. It was so good. <laughs> and the one little cheese messed it up. Melissa, this is the same man that ate a white hot dog. I, Does I this know. surprise you? No. Why am I surprised? I don't, I don't really. like to waste food. <laughs> I put a whole pound of ground turkey in there. It's expensive. <laughs> a pound uh, of ground turkey? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing your recipe because I want to make it. And I will make it with fresh ricotta. Yes. Yeah, well, you will. It'll knock your socks off. It is delicious. Mmm. Knock my socks off. It's good. Hell's I don't like yes. socks. Knock them mm. off, please. Hey I, hey, I went to a cool website today. Um, Can't it, imagine. It's from uh, John Kearns, who uh, used to work on the Lexicon. Yes. Maybe he still does. I don't know. Old friend of Leaky's. And he does this site called hpcompanion.com. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. You know, it's, at this stage of Harry Potter fandom, it's so hard to find a new idea. But what he's doing is um, taking small bits of canon and, um, and the chapter summaries that I think that he's writing himself and putting fan art with it. So it's like you're flipping through a picture book. Oh, it's so cool. Cool. You should go check it out. You should. It's really really neat because, I mean, Noliki has such an extensive fan art, but what he is doing is taking specifically related to each of the, um, the, you know, like as it goes along. So you can see, like, Hagrid flying in on the motorbike. Okay, right when that map, you know, it just goes. Is he generating the fan art or just mm-hmm. collecting? No, it's all the fans. The fan arts, the artists themselves are donating or saying, giving him yeah. permission to use it on his site. And I think, I think in That's some awesome. cases, doing it particularly for like he need, he'll need a certain chapter or whatever. 
but it just adds like a dimension to your to the way the books present themselves when you see it with a really quality piece of fan art next to some of the text. He's not he's not reprinting the te- like the text of Harry Potter. This is not a read right. Harry Potter online kind of site. Right. But it's um I don't know. There's just something really. I've I've been to so many Harry Potter sites and I don't know. This was new. What's it called again? It's really marvelous too because I know that the Makani had tried to do part of it with like like I think maybe Happy Prince, you know, but she's has, remember that you know, yeah. but I don't know how far yeah. projects came and stuff. That, that's an enormous undertaking. But when you have the entirety of the Harry Potter fandom to choose from, you know, I think it's really, wait. Our, our fandom is amazing. Fan art, it's unreal. You know, crafters. HPCompanion.com. Oh. Let me make sure that I'm right about that. Hold on. Uh, yeah, hpcompanion.com. It's, it's so amazing. I just love our fandom. Every day there's something new. The crafts, the you know, the rockers, you know, fan art, fan fiction is amazing. We rock. <laughs> we rock, yeah. All right, guys, on that note, we do rock. But on that note, Lost is coming on soon, so I got to get out of here. <laughs> oh, no. Who knows? I got to go. So. <laughs> I still haven't seen last week's Lost. Well, you should hurry up. Shame on you. When do you take off tonight, John? I leave at 11 o'clock. So what should we do until you take off, John? Well, until next week. Until I leave on a jet plane. Keep twiddling those dials. The next password will be Rokota. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Rigot, hey! Okay. Rigot, then you're marinara. Okay. Uh, you want me to go really Italian. <laughs> Keep each other safe. <laughs> I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time we've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when we're having fun. This week's Pottercast was edited by Michael Beckett, Jake Newman, and Armin Volstead, and produced by John Noe. Special thanks goes to our awesome transcript Chanel's for transcribing this and every other episode of Pottercast, which can be found at Pottercast.com. Pottercast is the official podcast of the Leaky Cauldron. For more information about Pottercast or to learn how to be a part of future episodes, visit us at Pottercast.com. Loving bananas out of me. Sam did it on purpose. She wanted to have a cameo. Ah, she touched my shoulder and I wasn't looking at her. I was staring at this ad on my Facebook page and she I jumped a mile. Are you, I'm sorry. Did you need me for something? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. It's all right. Editors. Outtake. Editors, clean that Outtake. 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 This is how we... I had a new way of telling the editors. This Outtake. is how we knew it. Bonjour, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Tio, como se va? Como se va? Ciao! Ciao! Do an Eddie as a ciao! Oh, have a pinch! Oh, yeah! Have a pinch! Hold on! Oh, okay, I'm leaving. Oh, you guys are funny. Au revoir.